Hardly holy podcasteritos. What is going on? Welcome back to the Mahamakan podcast. This week I have an interview for you with the artist Tag Beckett, the mysterious, the elusive, the enigmatic, the oftentimes hilarious. Turns out he's actually an exceptional podcaster, podcastee, podcast guest. And um, we just had so much crack recording this, to be honest. Um, it was just really fun talking to him. Uh, in theory, we were supposed to be promoting his show, uh, Tag Beckett versus the Scramp, which is on the 23rd of September, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, in the Duke Street Gallery, which you should definitely go to because it's going to be fucking awesome and it's going to be really cool. But in this podcast, we, I mean, we started off, Jesus, at some pace, talking about relationships with fathers, death, Tag's story behind this particular art gallery exhibition and just a lot about being young lads growing up in Dublin being creative and a bit wild swapping some stories and investigating the cultural landscape which we find ourselves in that can be pretty fucking weird I mean just being a human being is weird enough just waking up every day as myself and Tag were ruminating upon and just going out there and doing things let alone all this other shit so this podcast will make sense of it all, I'm sure. After it, you will be levitating around or walking on your hands and uh, people will think that you're really fucking cool and that you're so in the know. There is now a link that you'll find in the show description and on Instagram and on Facebook and on my website and all the other social links with a Koji page where there's an option to leave a tip if you'd like and there's also a place to sign up to follow the podcast on spotify to follow on youtube or to sign up to the email list a good way to support creators to get more pushed up by a ye old algorithm that uh, runs the show is by clicking that follow button um it's actually way more helpful than you think it is and it's quite simple so if you'd like to do that it would be very much appreciated uh, you can do it wherever you are listening from so now without further ado Here's the podcast. Boop. There's a kid next door to me that, that, that all he does all day long is kick a football against, against the wall. <laughs> yeah. And when it happened first, I was like, that little fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm trying to live my life. <laughs> How dare you? you know? There was a guy who lived like near us uh, called the Hurley Man. Yeah. And he used to chase you with a Hurley. Yeah. If you'd like. Every single himself. child has that for some reason. Somewhere. Do you know? Somewhere. Yeah. Which is like really or like a guy who was like a suspected child predator. And if you kick the ball into his house, you're like, all right, that's it. We don't have a ball anymore. That's it. Yeah, I would have got in there with my eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, man. There was a guy, man. There was a guy in my neighborhood growing up, and he was either just, my mom insisted that he was like just a nice old man. Mm. He used to give all sweets to all the little girls. He never gave it's, me it's, any fucking sweets, but um, he had a giant telescope in his back garden. He yeah. used to bring kids in to look through his telescope. 
yeah. look at like. But it's funny how like, that would probably tell the innocent. Oh, I remember. I was in his shed. Like I was in his shed. Paint that narrative. Paint that narrative. Oh my god, he's like the weirdest dude ever. Yeah. He's like he's actually just into stars. Retrospectively, I was like, this is what happened. Like that was like a suppressed memory that I had that I was like. I was in his shed, yeah. looking through this telescope. I was an altar boy, right? Oh yeah, you I know? would not have put that together. Yeah, yeah. It's something about to come out here. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so, do you know the way you kind of invent memories? I don't yeah. know if this is even true. Right? Yeah. But so I'm an altar boy, right? Are we recording? Yeah, and you're also. Is it just recording? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Alright, so we're just like, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> You're an altar boy. <laughs> yeah. Good start. Yeah. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> so I'm an altar boy, and you know, you have to put on your gown and all, all the regalia, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I kind of look into a kind of a, a you know, where all the stuff is, you know, yeah. and, right? and there's a box of sweets. I was like, <laughs> here, father. Can I smell sweets? He's like, no, 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 they're for special boys. I was like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's, yeah, 20 years later. Yeah. Like, well, am I not hot or something? Yeah. Like that? I was like, well, I'm not special enough. Just, when did yeah. you stop being an older boy? I'd say when I was about 22. 22? Yeah. What? <laughs> You're an older boy for like 20 years. Actually, probably didn't start when you were two. Like, but, uh, is it, is it strange is it strange that that is a thing that just children do yeah I mean like it does why I don't know to be like, a child I I was never in the church so the whole thing's pretty weird to me <laughs> yeah. I never had like I mean I had friends I'm pretty sure that were altar boys and stuff and just seemed mm. like a so thing you don't have like did. religious parents no nothing I wasn't baptised really never made communion you have that kind of vibe yeah really yeah. like a heathen like yeah. <laughs> My, uh, everybody that grew up used to think I was a Muslim because I just didn't go to church. <laughs> I was like, no, you don't have to go to church. There's like another, a third option. Mm. Yeah. What do your parents do? My dad uh, writes screenplays, but he's also uh, involved in security and some other stuff. And then my mom's a teacher in UCD. Yeah. She does like, uh, she's the head of nursing. Okay. She's about to retire. Uh, what, what, what kind of screenplays do your dad do? Um, Irish history stuff so like uh, stuff about like 1600s 1916 yeah kind of period pieces but like action really about Irish history and trying to like keep it alive get people involved in it yeah but um, yeah really good like he's done, done really well at it but it's um, that's kind of where I get the creativity from I suppose I was interested in the RTE thing that you were writing about um, said your dad was performing on the Late Late Show for Pat Kenny what was the crack of that? So he was on the he was on the 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 uh, the Pat Kenny show, mm. uh, and he basically swallowed razor blades, and uh, Pat Kenny then put him in a like a big bag, yeah. tied him up, <laughs> and, and he he escaped like an escapologist out yeah, right. the bag. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. But was I remember seeing as a kid, and um, like like I I could have been three. You know when when it happened, yeah. you know. But I I always remember seeing it. I, I don't yeah. know if I actually saw it or did yeah. people talk about it later. You know, mm. but um, but I couldn't find it for ages. And then yeah. randomly, like maybe two years ago, I I, I looked it up and you know the way they're like archiving stuff systematically. Mm. You know, on mm. the yeah, they put it on RT player and shit. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 there now. You can you can watch it. What yeah, and what year was this? Wild, like nineties. Yeah, nineteen like nineteen ninety. Maybe. And was this a thing that he did professionally or was this just a once off that he was like, all right, I'm fucking. It was, it 
It's like, man, that's a pretty high buy into mm. get wrong. Like, it's not yeah. like pulling a rabbit out of a hat or something. Mm. You're like, the razor blade. Fuck. So, spurted blood all over. Fuck. Is this where, I mean, did that influence you as an artist? Were you kind of like, all right, my dad's doing mad shit. I'm interested in this. Is it something that... Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I have a lot mm. to thank my dad for, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, like, this show, mm. this show, like, Tagbreaker vs. Scramp, is, it, like, it's a homage to mm. our relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, that's beautiful, man. That's something yeah. I really identify with as well, in terms of but, that relationship. Yeah, mm. like, 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 I just, it's an interesting dynamic, you know? Like, mm. um, you know, like when I was a child, because my dad was doing all this stuff, like he's breathing fire and just hearing all these like mad stories, you know, and you're going to school and you'd be like, oh, you know, Michael, what did your dad do? He's like, oh, he's an accountant. And I'm like, wow, shit, my dad is an actual superhero. Like, <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. You know? And just in your like ch- child brain, yeah. you're like, this is the most amazing thing ever, you know? Mm. And then when you get kind of older, you know, and like, you know, you're kind of becoming a man, you know, then there's kind of conflict and you're, you know, mm. um, do you mean like kind of realizing that he's a human being and like that there is no i think that comes after i think yeah. it's like before that you know where mm. it's like it's like uh you just uh, like i just think mm. you know like like it, it's as much to do with me as it is to do with him you know? yeah you know what i mean like, I also, like i'm becoming mm. a man and i'm learning things about the mm. world and whatever you know mm. and uh, i just think it's a very interesting dynamic you know like like well it is i mean it's something that like <clears throat> I would have had, like, I fucking admired my dad so much growing up, but, like, similar kind of buzz where, like, he was always doing real interesting stuff, like, training in martial arts, and, like, him and all his mates were, like, training in the basement of, you know, Reroll Nightclub mm. in town. Mm. They all worked on the door there, like, in the 90s. Yeah. And well. trained in the basement of the nightclub. Yeah. So they had, like, they were all, like, in ninjutsu, so they were all dressed yeah. in, like, black, like, ninjas yeah. in the bottom of this nightclub. And I'd be there, like, two, three years old watching them, and they were, like same balls like superheroes like mm. you were like this is like the coolest shit ever that's proper fight club proper yeah, fight imagery, and man, yeah. Yeah. Like, like i started training with them later and it was like yeah. the most brutal train ever but also because it's like it was real grungy like sometimes we train in like bars or like nightclubs on the dance floor and it'd be like all sticky and there'd be glass and it would be yeah. like just such a i don't know it was real atmospheric or something but for them it was just normal they were just like whatever but for me it was always kind of a thing i was like fuck this is so cool yeah, I just yeah, I think it's it, that, that like that's like you know dad strong dad yeah. figure you know yeah. mm. I think it's very interesting and I think there's you know there's lots of different ways to be mm. you know kind of mm. a man you know what I mean yeah. and it's like when you know you're kind of finding that out mm. uh, you're kind of finding that out and then you know that can kind of bring some kind of conflict you know it can bring conflict as well when I suppose when you get a bit older and you realize that your dad's a human being and that they have flaws and that they have things that you know that. <laughs> the superhero image might have been something that made sense when you were younger, but then 
as you realize more, you're like, okay, well, this is a person. And then yeah. how do you reconcile your relationship with your dad as a person as you get older, as another man? And yeah. as like, 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 it's, you know. it's, like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's all like, I didn't actually talk to my dad. So my dad got diagnosed with a, with a brain tumor like mm. three years ago. And uh, the year before that, I didn't actually talk to him for like a year, like over yeah. a year, you know, didn't yeah. say one word to him, you know? Fuck. And he then, um, he then, <clears throat> uh, you then got diagnosed with cancer and the second I heard that information like uh, all the any badness or bitterness instantly Gone. D- dissolved you know, mm. think, like the power of that is just like crazy yeah. you know mm. it's like like it really puts stuff in perspective like what do I actually think you know because mm. you can be kind of confused and there's lots of kind of ego you know like well he did this and I don't like him because of this you know yeah. Yeah. but in, like in that moment it doesn't really mm. matter you know yeah, and then when you have something like that where you realize, you know, the time's limited. I would have had that as well where growing up and, you know, you want to go your own way or you're thinking like, you know, you get into these conflicts with your parents and stuff. But then realizing that, you know, you only have a certain amount of time with them and there isn't like, you know, you can't just be hold on to those grudges forever. Yeah. It was that kind of like a just a grounding moment for you. Did you make up after that? I, yeah, so we didn't even, it's crazy it's crazy mm. because uh, like so i hadn't spoke to him yeah. in like like well over a year mm. and uh, i remember i was working at yukio at the time and i brushed my teeth just to get ready to go to work you know my mum's mm. on the phone and i just felt like this is something serious is happening you know you could mm. i could just sense from the way she was talking yeah yeah and she told me and i remember like looking in the mirror and i was like wow my life is different forever Oh fuck! You know, like I, mm. I, I just I knew in that moment. Yeah. Things are different. You know, Man. it's just like that is you know there's there's I think there's beauty in that. You know. Yeah. There's beauty in that you know experience like it's just like it's it's so wild so abstract so mm. so new you know. So visceral and so like yeah. yeah a jumping off point like there's no there's nothing after like the past is done at that yeah. point like you end up in kind of a new world all of a sudden like. Yeah, but it's it's I just I. I just like I love that about life, you know. Yeah. That you're like, <laughs> a lot of oh, no, I'm this kind of person. Oh no, I do these kind of things, yeah. you know. And then the universe mm. is like, no, 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 no. you're yeah. in, you're you're in my mm. hands, you know. This yeah. is my this is my path, mm. you know. I was actually listening to a podcast today, a really interesting thing uh, with a woman called L.A. Paul, who's a philosopher um, in America. She does a lot of stuff on technology, but she talks about a person becoming a vampire. Like if somebody came up to you and was like, "Do you want to be a vampire?" Yeah. And they're like, I can make you a vampire and you'll get X, Y, and Z. You can't actually make that decision because you don't know what it's like to be a vampire. Because mm. if you were a vampire, your human preferences would no longer be your human preferences. Mm. So while you can kind of imagine what it would be like, same way having kids, I suppose. When you have kids, it changes who you are fundamentally. So the person you were before is not the same as the person you are after. Yeah. So even though you're like, oh, I feel good now or whatever, but you can't actually, you can't infer what it would be like. So you have this kind of almost like cliff or something you have to jump off. And it's a similar to that kind of like, yeah. I guess you, that's not a choice. That's just kind of like the moment is. It's, it's more that mm. you sort of, uh, you, you have a perception of what something would be like. So oh, yeah. if I was a vampire, it would be like this. Yeah. You don't understand the actual reality of yeah. it. You know? yeah. And you're using your preferences now to be like, I'd be like, oh, I'd love flying or I'd love to be a bat or I'd love, yeah. you know hanging out at night or whatever but like the reality is the reality like, might be completely different you know, all your friends and family die and then, <laughs> yeah. you know uh, you know and then you're you know it's like 300 years later and you just 
you've made a big decision and you yeah. can't really yeah she talks about it in terms of technology and things like signing up to tiktok or something you're just like i just want to look at funny videos but actually being on tiktok and using tiktok and present changes the type of person that you are it changes the things that you value it changes your preferences yeah. changes what you get status from changes what you want and we're doing all these things casually all the time like these big transformations i suppose yeah. my dad wrote mm. a play just for good to go back mm. to the, yeah. the vampire point yeah uh, wrote a play called iscariot so it's about yeah. Ju- Ju- uh, what's his? judas. Ju- judas yeah judas mm. iscariot um and basically the the guilt that he felt from um you know the getting jesus caught by the romans or whatever yeah. mm. uh, the guilt uh maybe he can't die He's yeah. basically been alive since, and he's just like, he's, yes, he wakes up every morning and yeah. he whips himself. Wow! <laughs> every morning he whips himself, yeah, and he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, I just, I just want to yeah. die, like I just want to, mm. you know, I've just, I, I've just been over and over yeah. again. I've seen, I've seen every, you know, and I think that's what it would be like if you're a vampire. Yeah. You know? be like, wow, this is amazing. Mm. But like, I don't know, like, like I do, like, do you fear death? Um. I mean. Yeah, in a certain extent, I mean, I fear dying, I fear not living, I suppose, more than dying. I mean, dying itself is something that you're not. Socrates said that it's like a person in a scary mask, because mm. it's something you have no control over, so why be afraid of it? Mm. Like, it's something that's out of your hands. But I think about that a lot, like that moment where you get that news and somebody says, look, this is it. I remember when I got the coronavirus, I was kind of like, fuck you know you got it did you yeah i don't think i can get it i was like fuck yeah this is kind of i mean i didn't think i knew like i was like i'll probably be fine but also you're still like mortality like it's a real thing and it changes your preferences it changes your values i think without going Mm. to Mm. without going too deep Mm. on it you know Mm. like like the the issue like say like my granny died 12 years ago yeah but i Mm. talk about you know, I talk with my we talk about her all the time. You know, yeah. it's like you know, it's mm. like, like, did she really die or is she yeah. just not mm. in that shape? Yeah, you know, she, like she exists in in memory. You know. Yeah, yeah, and well, often I mean, there's an interesting where dead people appear in dreams and stuff. People that are dying have specific kinds of dreams where they'll often imagine they're going on a trip. Yeah. And they'll start to meet people gradually who have died previously and they'll come to them and be like, yeah. hey, what's up? You're undergoing this kind of journey. There's an interesting study about it where a guy recorded a lot of them. I can't remember exactly what it is, but dreams of the dying, basically. Um, yeah, I, I, I heard someone talk about it. Mm. It was on the Joe Rogan thing, maybe. Uh, they were talking about near-death experiences. Yeah. Mm. And how it's so, like nearly everybody has the same thing. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand mm. how, you know, like, how, it all how could everyone have the same <laughs> yeah. experience? Like, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. How is there these, like, correlations between yeah. completely different people? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot we don't know. And there's a huge amount, I think, on that subject, probably, that's, I mean, just nobody's come back to tell us fucking unless you go summon a few ghosts or something like. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a bit of a black hole. But, I mean, in terms of... um. When was it that your dad was dying? And you were three, saying three years ago. And three, so, uh, hmm. so, so it was, it was so, hmm. <laughs> so like I said, I didn't speak to him for ages, and yeah. then um, uh, he went into the hospital, and uh, it was actually April Fool's Day, 
Yeah. Same for Phil's Day. So the first thing I said to my dad was, "Same for Phil's Day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no. This is very serious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did you get? So it's been three years now, and you said he was cleared. Yeah. 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 So just recently, he was he he, he got like the old care, which is that's which incredible, is nice. man. Yeah. What news, like? Yeah. I'd say you guys have been through the wars in terms of like trying to get you know. I suppose to maintain through that. Well, like. It's just like, like it's it's, it, it, like my main concern is is like the trauma, you know. Yeah. That that my dad is dealing with, you know, and just yeah. to make sure that he's okay, mm. you know. Do you think that ties into the dad as superhero thing as well? I have one of my other friends had a, a case where his dad was like seriously assaulted, mm. and he said after seeing him after that, it just changed the way that he looked at him forever. It just changed the way. He thought about him completely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's wild, you know. Like like mm. because obviously the kind of uh, you know like he had uh, you know like a brain tumor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's like a wide awake surgery, you know. So you're still awake, oh, you know. So yeah. he he's he, he um, like he was you know comp you know he was totally conscious. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Con- oh, conscious. Yeah, totally conscious. Mm. Um. Uh, and so he remembers the exact moment where he, he like couldn't speak anymore, you know. Fuck man. Which is just like like I can kind of see it in him, you know, like yeah. that's just so heavy, you know. I don't know. Totally shatters the illusion, doesn't it, of like our safety and our like. But this is what I was know? saying earlier on. It's like yeah. you don't you like mm. you, you know you can kind of convince yourself that yeah. that you know you're on this path and da da da, you know. Yeah. But it's. You don't know what is going to happen. There could be loads of other shit. That you get hit by a on. bus. Yeah, yeah. I nearly get hit by a car <laughs> about three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, on the like, way to the at, office. At, yeah, at this point, <laughs> at, this, at this point, I'm kind of shocked. That <laughs> yeah, it's a You're like, come on, man. Mm, I'm slowing down and traffic. Yeah, I'm on the bike or someone, <laughs> yeah. someone will pull out. I'm like, gee, I didn't see that person at yeah. all. Yeah, and how does this tie into the art, man? How does it tie into this show? How does that, like, what we're talking about in terms of, like, the mortality that like no going back your dad you know how do you think it's affected you yeah i i think i think personally i think um i don't fear death you know i don't you know but i Mm. think it's important to talk about it yeah you know like i think it's i think it's a yeah i think it's important to talk about it Mm. you know but i don't i don't i just sort of i'm just kind of i'm happy to you know, have this adventure, you know, like, like mm. the last, you know, the last 10 years have been, uh, wild, you know, like mm. this exhibition to the day, mm. uh, is 10 years since my first ever exhibition. Fuck man. Yeah. To That's the day. To the yeah. Day. And like what's happened in those 10 years is just yeah crazy. Like it's wild. Man. Know? Like, like mm. I remember sitting around the kitchen table with my dad and I, I remember the first painting I ever did. It was a cross. Mm. Which I don't know. You can look. At <laughs> yeah, hey, that's, hey, hey, that's interesting. Know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I literally just did it just hanging with my dad. Yeah. You know, mm. like I was like, oh, he, he was like painting something. You know, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just get involved here. You know. Yeah. And and it just that that planted the seed of this like you know. That's beautiful. Just man. like my that's my so my, cool. my whole life. You know? Yeah. Like like, mm. like everything about me is my art. Like there isn't a sort of a. I think sometimes when people do stuff, it's like mm. they're oh they're this kind of person, but their job is this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. what I'm doing is just this is just me. This is just the whole thing. Yeah. 
you know mm. it's all consuming yeah which can be a bit heavy as well i mean i've i definitely feel like i have the same kind of i don't know if you call it a condition or what but <laughs> kind of like the art is everything that i do ties back into it like there's mm. nothing there's no area of my life like no relationship no practice that isn't fundamentally about the art even yeah. if i'm doing like even doing this philosophy degree and all that kind of stuff, I always feel like it's just trying to build up for more things to put into the art. Like that's where everything goes for me because I think I would have yeah. been really afraid to death for a long time. Maybe I feel like I've got a bit more courage now, but um, I think one of the ways exciting. I deal with that. There's something exciting about. Yeah, I mean, it definitely yeah. puts like it puts a limit on things. So you're like, I got to do something. Like I just, I, I, I just hope, like, regardless of what happens, I hope there's mm. a moment where something is kind of explained, you know? <laughs> yeah, you just want to get, like, like at this kind of, the secret uh, of life is. You know, kind mm. of, well, you thought it was this, but it's actually, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, it like was I, 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 I do feel, I do feel like this is part one. Yeah. In, in, in something greater. Oh, well, yeah. man, we can fuck around with that for sure. Like, you just uh, die and it's, like, level two. Um, I feel like, well, that's what most religions, I mean, like, the most religions kind of, their whole thing is that this is kind of a front for something else. Yeah, I, I believe that. That this is, like, you know, it's a moral kind of net that we're yeah. in, this weird kind of, like, sort of, I mean, it doesn't make sense rationally, but that it's part of something bigger i like to think of it in terms of evolution as well i mean evolution is a continuous thread all the way back to the start yeah that we're I, a part of i think it's so funny uh you know people that would like you know not believe in evolution or whatever yeah. you know and then like mm. you're walking down the street and you see a load of school kids and are seven foot tall like you, know, <laughs> you don't believe in evolution like <laughs> yeah. staring away at you you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. explain this shit. yeah but it is yeah i mean i for me art is very much a way of dealing with that as well dealing with the fact that one day i won't be here i want to leave a, a trail behind like of somebody can go back in time on their supercomputer and be like the fuck was this motherfucker up to i'm gonna yeah. check out all the weird shit yeah i and think yeah for, yeah for me i feel like art is um like i think we're all feeding some sort of you know creative consciousness you know we're, we're all trying to figure something Boom. out yeah you know mm. and I, I you know it's it's not really about the painting the end product isn't mm. really the bit that's important mm -hmm. you know it's that we're all just sort of working together mm. and we're kind of figuring something out and yeah. i don't know what that is i don't know what the purpose is you know yeah. but i know that like you know like we all we all sat around on the floor before someone used their creative brain to invent a chair <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean so it's like like i think mm. there's this there's this kind of it, it it's framed that it's this like extracurricular thing yeah. you know mm. you know but i think i think there's plenty of ways to be it's super be creative, fundamental you know? but mm. I, I like i personally think that making art is the most important thing you can do as a human yeah. being that's what mm. i'm doing you know if, yeah. if i thought it was something else i would do something else you yeah know? so i think it's not it's not about me it's not about the end paintings it's more about like mm -hmm. we're we're, we're we're feeling something, you know? Yeah, that's really it. That's when I did the podcast with uh, Sean O'Rourke the other day. That was exactly his intuition as well about painting, mm. about his work, that it's part of this kind of human tradition of making things that's working towards something. Yeah. That's working towards some kind of like, you know, end state or something. You think yeah. about those like transhumanists that think we're going to become like robots and robots that are going to have Did like a super Elon overlord. Did you see the new Elon Musk uh, thing? The AI bot thing. Yeah. I didn't actually look at it too much but it looks pretty weird. It's super weird. <laughs> yeah. Someone made a point that it's not 
so say like um you know say like if your kitchen is like mm. a smart robot kitchen you know yeah. you don't have a robot the kitchen yeah. is the robot kitchen is the robot you know yeah. so they're like what is the point of this Obviously. we don't need this bot <laughs> yeah you know it's the like, kitchen like can the, do it like. the, 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 yeah, the, yeah the the car the kitchen yeah. the you know the, the supermarket mm. whatever it is you know yeah like we don't need this bot so i just think like why you know Elon Musk is doing some crazy shit, man. Those neural links. Do you think he has one already in? Oh, I say he's probably got fucking. I say he's, he's shagging the, all of them at this point. Like he's probably he got one. like a robot yeah. army, like that. He's just fucking. Can you imagine the, the the moment where he's like, actually, for the last ten years, I've been a complete robot. That's nobody would be shocked. Oh man, nobody would be shocked. Everybody's like, like, oh yeah, makes total of sense. Of course, he already kind of sounds like a robot, but he's such a fucking genius. But like, I respect his cojones all the time, where he's just like. We're going to live on Mars. We're going to fucking interface with computers. There's yeah. just no, like, there's no limit to what he, his ambition. Like he's like the opposite of, uh, of like, Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill you know, Gates, like Bill Gates play is like, it safe, isn't he? Like, bogey. Like, like a absolute. sweater millionaire. What? Sweater billionaire. Yeah. Bill Gates freaks me out. Yeah, he's a bit, yeah, lizard vibes. Huh? That's a frequent topic on the podcast. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Bill yeah. Gates, lizard juice. Really? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's, I mean... It's kind of, it's a weird position to be in, I suppose, if you have that much, you, like you could theoretically, I suppose, do anything. What are you going to do? Most of us are so hampered by circumstance that we're kind of like, you know, you have you are, certain you are, responsibilities. You are, Maybe you not are, so much nowadays. You know, but, I think hmm. like, you know, like, a, like, I feel like, you know, like we've all been at like, you know, like a party with your best friends, you know, you stay up all night, you have loads of crack you know, whatever, you know, it's like, do you yeah. think that their parties are more fun? I'd say they have some they're, like, genetically they're enhanced it's super amount, beer. It's the same amount of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's the same amount There's of fun, you, yeah. you know what I mean? It might like, be like, less fun, to be honest, because well, it might be like, you know, so it's like, I don't know what, weird. like, what, what, like, what does this afford you? Does it afford yeah. you a better life? No. No, I always think about that man where it's like, no. fucking, I remember I was talking to Donald Roberts on the podcast, he's like this stoic dude, and he's like, I don't fucking want a speedboat, like, I don't want a fucking jet ski, like, mm-hmm. I don't want a fucking, like, He's like, I enjoy my life and doing the things that I do. I don't need to have a fucking, you know, hyper-powered Ferrari to appreciate yeah. life. Why am that, I supposed to want this? A lot this, of that though? stuff is like, um, you know, rich people are trying to sell you something so that they make more money. They're selling a lifestyle. You know, it's not, you know, yeah. it's not like... A, they actually enjoy that. it. You know, mm. like I feel like, you know, like if I wanted a million quid, I'd just go get a million quid somewhere. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, like, I, I just do a job where, you know, it just... Go like get, banker or some shit. I don't. And yeah. get a fucking. You know. Then, yeah. It's like it's yeah, it's very yeah, achievable. Well, the art is kind of it's a different <clears throat> sort of calling. I think maybe entrepreneurial guys like Elon Musk. I suppose that's probably his art. I mean that probably. I, I think sense there should be his. a distinction between uh, art and creativity. Yeah. You know, so you can be like really creative, but I feel yeah. like it would like doing art is like a different thing. You know. Yeah. Mm, well it's different I think it, it impacts people differently my definition of art is something that transforms people because mm. there's a big difference between entertainment and art I, I've had people trying to tell me like fucking a, some shitty TV show like the, the X Factor is art and you're like yeah. no that's well, entertainment but what's, there's a difference well, like what, so what's the, what's the counter argument there why are they saying that it's artistic that is artistic because I suppose people care about it and people get emotional over it and I guess it does change people's lives but I think it's a different sort of thing than when you when a piece of art hits you and like that moment like with the phone call where mm-hmm. nothing's the same after this yeah 
Like, but how much of that do you mm. think is? How much of that do you think is, like, because you're told that it's a certain thing? Yeah. You know, like say, like when I you don't see like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. You know, you're told this is one of the best paintings that ever just been made. It just you know, so you see it, you're like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. But mm. how much of that is like pre-programmed? Yeah. And also, I mean, would the Mona Lisa have that effect on you? I mean, there's kind of a weird like synchronicity thing where it needs to be like the right art for the right person as well. Mm. I mean, well, I suppose we have, there's works of art that we all like venerate. <laughs> <laughs> that, we all, we all, that we all are like, this is like people, like why do billions of people go to see that? I mean, there has to be some reason no, that, it's, 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 that they're housed like in maximum security. On. It's like, like, I feel like it's, there's an element of it being like a magic trick, you know? Yeah. Is it like that people, you know, people have been convinced that that's important. I think there is an element of that, but also there's another thing that human beings are just attracted to that in a way that we don't understand. Because there's like, you know, if they were, if it was all a magic trick, which some of it definitely is, I think when somebody just puts a fucking toilet and is like, oh, bam, this is art. And you're like, well, that's just kind of, you know, it's a kind of a pun or something, or like it's a magic trick. But with some of those things, like the Statue of David or something, or like these great works, you're like, this has a pull to it. There's something, there's some magic to it that we don't understand. So you think it's like, it's like inner. I think it, it's it like this connects. like an inner thing that, that I like, oh, that's the Mona Lisa. That we recognize. In the same way, I think we recognize in a person, when a person has something great that you admire about them yeah. and you respect that and you're drawn to it. It's kind of involuntary. I think it's the same thing with those great works of art but every like well I mean there's probably some ignorant cunt that's like meh yeah. but that so many people feel it from them. do you know the artist Tom Sachs no you'd really love him you'd oh, really yeah. love him yeah. yeah so he basically he um, uh, so he makes these like space missions yeah okay but they're like completely fictional yeah, like, yeah. he's not actually going to space <laughs> yeah. but but the way that he sells it is yeah. that it, it's it's a very real thing yeah you know so like say so <laughs> it's an actual space right? yeah yeah so he's yeah. like yeah so he's like 20 days till launch you know he'll put up a thing on instagram you know and so you'll go you'll go to the gallery right yeah. and you'll sit uh in like you know where the control room would be you know so there's like a load of screens like a control room yeah. you know yeah. and uh there's there's they, they, they show different uh different bits yeah you know so like say like the the rocket uh, the like the blast off, <laughs> yeah. you know. But it, it what it actually is is it's it's actually like a like a, a you know a thing for cooking or something, yeah. you know that like does a little bit of playing. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like know? zoomed in. But it's zoomed in, so it looks <laughs> so it looks like a real thing. You know? That's class, man. That's how they did the moon landing. I heard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. all like <laughs> the actual. It's yeah. all green screen, man. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's my a, my dad cool. has a, my dad has an uh, signed autograph Neil Armstrong. Really? Signed autograph. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking sick. So this man. is wild, right? This How, is wild. Story, so, so my dad had a, I think he had like something wrong with his stomach or something. His mm. his diaphragm is something I yeah. I believe. Yeah. But he was sick anyway, and uh, you know, like it was obviously in the sixties, you know. Yeah. So um, he wasn't able to look at the at the the. The, the, them going onto the moon <laughs> yeah you know so he was like sick or so he wasn't able to see it or something so mm. his dad then wrote a letter to like NASA or some shit yeah and they were like look my son is sick and he couldn't uh, <laughs> see the thing so they signed him back they, they sent back the photo 
such a life hack that you can just write and ask. No, but because, because it was like, yeah, it was the fucking 60s, man. You know? Yeah. Like, people didn't... Nobody like, wrote letters. It was, well, no, people did write letters, but like, yeah. like media wasn't what it is now. Yeah. You know, so like, you could just, you know, you could just, mm. you know, look in a book where yeah. NASA's address is or some shit, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just send them a letter. And then it, because they're not getting letters all the time, mm. they could just send one back they'll send them um, back with Neil Armstrong's yeah, so autograph yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the gap there's a, a picture a picture of him like on the yeah. moon what and, uh, and fakes of course yeah of course yeah. it was all you know allegedly allegedly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah for legal yeah. purposes we cannot confirm uh, what was I going to say um, Neil Armstrong but yeah I mean it, I suppose to tie back to what we were what we were supposed to be talking about in the first place which is Tag Beckett versus the Scramp. Yeah, so my granddad invented this wooden object in the 70s called the Scramp. Yeah. And basically, it's what it does is it's, a, it's for display boards. So, do you mm. know if you're displaying something like, you know, you know, like the RHA, uh, mm. or not the RHA, the, the, what's the, you know, it's like a big art fair. The... You know, you have those big white boards, you know, the display yeah. boards, and they have little stuff on them and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, like they're put together with these kind of horrible bolts. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, like you're displaying something really nice, and then you have this like horrible bolt that's like very there. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you basically invented this like little wooden object that would be more kind of ornate. <laughs> For the, and you have to remember screen. that like, it's like the seventies. You know. Yeah. You know. This so, sounds pretty good and cool. Yeah. Mm. So it's basically this like really weird object. Yeah. Um, that he invented but, but he, what he, does it look like is it just like a wooden covering that you put on the screw uh, you know, does it have you a face know, on it the, if you come to the exhibition on oh okay camera. this one <laughs> <laughs> this is where you get the money folks yeah. right? <laughs> uh, 23rd yeah. Uh, yeah 23rd September Gallery you will see you will see the, the actual the object. actual scram yeah, the actual scram yeah I have the only one in existence and why are you fighting it <laughs> what's so no what's so, so the show is more about the shows are more about uh my relationship with my dad yeah. you know and mm. the kind of like that kind of like you know like what kind of man am i becoming you know mm. how do i make my, my dad proud and it's that like yeah. inner battle with yourself yeah you know mm. uh, so it's more about that really. yeah than the scram specifically than the, but it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 like a it's like um, a metaphor like no that, that's like the starting point yeah you know? hmm. well that's a deep fucking topic man so much of what I write about is about becoming a man and about being a session head and trying to figure out fucking what it's, an it, adult it, male is meant to do these days it's it's because it's like it's 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 uh, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's like it's important to be kind of, kind of comfortable in your own space you know hmm. like if you're the kind of person that doesn't like getting up early you know Maybe it's not a good idea for you to get up early. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, maybe you know, it's not. Like there's so much pressure that you have to like get up at five a.m. and go to the mm-hmm. gym and mm-hmm. you know box the head off of that. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, work out and then have a job and you know have kids. <laughs> These are all like basically. Yeah. Employed. You know, have kids mm-hmm. and you know you have to, you know, go on holidays once mm-hmm. a year and you have, you know there's so much of this like you know. Yeah. Pressure, you know. The standard kind of traditional model. Of being yeah, a man, you know, whereas like like mm. by by you know, 
like from, from from the start being an artist you don't really fit into those things you know it's yeah. about sort of like mm. you know maybe i don't want yeah that you know i know i i do think that i mean i'm a big fan of like ancient greece and all those kind of dudes um and I look at those kind of guys as like the four, well, they're the forefathers of Western culture, but also of men and like masculinity, mm. like Marcus Aurelius, Roman emperor, like of the biggest emperor or empire that ever existed at the time that yeah. like most of the world, like that's pretty fucking, that seems like the male ideal, I suppose. Yeah. But he was actually just like a very, you know, like frail, like frightened, like, you know, at times, you know, incompetent, but very like courageous and like really for it like when you read his writings and stuff it's not what you'd it's not like the the stereotypical idea of what a man of almost the stereotypical idea that people have of what a man is Mm. i think nowadays there's a lot of kind of disparaging of what's called traditional masculinity but that that actually at the time traditionally wasn't what they thought a man should be at all i mean marcus aurelius said he was like, waste no more time talking about what a man should be or what a good man should be. Be one. Yeah. His kind of idea was like, you should be an example of what a man should be. Yeah. And but there's so much, like there's so much, there's so much talking now, you know? Yeah. It's like there's very little kind of action. action Everybody's you know? reflecting all the time, but yeah. like, it's like, oh, I should do this. I should <laughs> yeah. do that. You know? It's like, why don't yeah. you just do the thing? Do know? it. Put it forward. See yeah. what happens. But yeah, there's kind of, I mean, a weird void. I always feel for, I did a project recently with the Lyric Theatre in Belfast about young men and the pandemic yeah. and social media. And I had to watch all these fucking TikTok videos yeah. for like four hours of just TikTok videos. Did of you young have lads. to or were you like, oh sweet. <laughs> I was like, no, this is my job. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of had to because we had to collect them all for this kind of thing that we were doing. And it was just the competing images with social media of who to be mm. is like, mental man like from all that, the like that, gym stuff yeah to, like other shit to like the like you're looking at all these influences that don't make any sense yeah i don't and it, I, I feel like is it more is it more apparent in like with with like women and young girls rather mm. than kind of by men maybe you know like yeah. that whole like you know like that whole kind of kim kardashian thing yeah. you know where it's yeah. like every girl is just sort of morphing into this <laughs> just book, kind of like really evolving into Blair yeah. Till Photoshop you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just like Billie Eilish slowly becoming yeah, yeah I mean well it definitely has a worse effect I think on young women like the mental health problems for young women these days are like mental yeah but um, yeah I feel like for young dudes it's maybe a bit more subtle like there's less of a but, but then that, then you have to you know you have to be very careful with that you're not thinking in like a bubble yeah you know yeah. Whereas, like, I think, like, the kind of, you know, like, our, our, our circle of friends, yeah. mm. you know, like, I like I think, mm. uh, you know, the kind of male whatever, mm-hmm. you know, is, is kind of whoever you want to be. Yeah. You know, no one's saying, yeah. like, oh, you have to bleach your teeth and Wear get spray tans. Canada goose know? jacket and yeah. Nike shoes. Yeah, it's quite open-ended. I suppose with creatives as well, because a lot of our mates would probably be creative, you're more like... It's more open, I think, in terms of how, how you should be. But I was thinking of something there in terms of your, um, I'm thinking more for younger guys, I suppose. Um, our generation, I think, kind of got away. We, cause like our fathers and stuff probably would have been more in line with, you know, they grew up in a time before the internet. Yeah. There was more kind of. I remember, I remember my mate Neil. 
telling me that you got the internet into your head. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a little bit older than you. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I remember him saying, we, we used to play in like a kind of field near me, yeah. Gaff. Yeah. And um, I remember him saying, oh yeah, got it. Got the internet in there. Yeah. And I was like, you got what? He's like, you know, the internet. I was like, what the fuck's an internet? What the hell is the internet? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, it's brilliant. So you basically <laughs> type in, you type into Google anything yeah. and it'll come up. There's an internet page. And I was like, well, that sounds like, can we not just, can we not just play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, can we not play feel like I've got a football you know, outside. You know what I mean? Can we just play? <laughs> yeah. And it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre what it's sort of become, you know? Oh man. Like, I remember my so dad, weird. I remember my dad, um, uh, coming home from America hmm. he was like oh my mate had this thing uh, it was called an iPod <laughs> yeah that's yeah. the exact same thing yeah. my dad brought me back an iPod yeah. like one of the really and old he was like, he was like, oh it was amazing it was amazing you could basically flick yeah. right and it would just keep going there was thousands of songs on it <laughs> and it's like oh right, great my dad's lying to me there's, yeah, there's yeah, no way is, that's there's no way true. that's true you mm. know? I had the same I mean like we just got like all this technology drip fed to us like our lives yeah. are so much punctuated by like technological developments yeah like iphones coming out new computers new social medias new yeah. like i feel like i'm almost just waiting for the next hit all the time where i'm like what the fuck is yeah, gonna dopamine be? Rush. yeah ah. give me the tesla ai fucking robot yeah. and like some robot legs and we're just gonna fucking party, yeah, but think the, yeah, the tesla's because they're electric, I feel like that's, you know, like, I feel like that's, like, we're moving in a sort of positive, that's positive, you know, it's very yeah. clearly positive. Well, know? man, Jesus, all the work I'm doing, looking at AI at the moment, it's, like, the number one existential risk to humanity, because there's so much stuff of, like, we can't control it, and the people that make it don't, there's a big problem, because obviously AI is something that you have to, to you have to program yeah. initially, and then it can learn, and it can do other shit, yeah. but you have to set what its objective is. And so you could say, like, I wanted to cure cancer and it would blow up the world because that would cure cancer. So you're like, there's so many problems with us that yeah. we can't actually tell it what to do yeah. because we don't know what would be the best thing to do. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like social media. I just don't like, understand, you know, like, look, we've all seen the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, we could get there, you know. Yeah, well, it, it must. It <laughs> yeah. must. You know, it must go that way. You well, that some people think we're building like the technological god that's gonna like take over from human beings, and we're all gonna be like, fucking just like hamsters on the wheel, basically. If 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 something like that happened, where you could like live forever in a kind of a semi-robot, yeah, body, yeah, and you didn't die, would mm. you? Would you take it? Um, I'd take it just to like stay ahead of the curve. Like at this this point, I was like the neural network. I was like, every other fucking podcaster is gonna have it. I'm gonna have to fucking get one put in my head so I can like Google shit while I'm sitting here basically like yeah. to be able to channel all of the information I feel like you'd become obsolete like human beings are going to be there'll be so much competition that you'll become out uh, you'll become useless basically unless you get these modifications like you won't be able to actually keep up with people unless you use artificial intelligence yeah I feel like the, that's, <laughs> that's what the cities will be you know and but then the country will <laughs> living in caves and kind of yeah like, which segues nicely into another topic which i wanted to talk about which was like when are we when are we <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was perfect um, when are we starting this cult what's going on man when are you gonna pop up your uh your your empire um 
That's so fluky. <laughs> I just remember the last time we were yeah. four pints and we were like, we should start a cult. <laughs> yeah, we should start a cult. I think, I think though, um, I think the problem with a lot of cults is they're like sex based. Yeah. You know? That's a big issue. I think that they sort of just, you know. Yeah. Gets so, in the way. Yeah, so I think. The whole thing. But they, oh, you can't remove that entirely, can you? So like no, no sex in the cult. Or maybe like specific rules you could do like. But uh, then it's just it just becomes like normal humanity then. You know what I mean? What's, well, but I've, I've I've got this great idea, right? Yeah. Why don't we all work? Okay. For uh, you know, kind of money. <laughs> all right. And we you, we you get one kind of main partner. You have kids with the partner. Yeah. And then yeah. that's our society. Okay. And this is the cult. That's. <laughs> it sounds uh, pretty revolutionary. I think I've never. Yeah. Never heard of. But um yeah I mean the I sex think we should thing? kill the rich that's yeah. what I think we should do not kill the rich sorry I forgot it was on a kill the rich <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it was being recorded whoa whoa hang on, so. <laughs> I that's mean, the big problem because yeah. it, I mean kill the rich fair enough but then if you earn over 32,000 a year you're the top 1% of earners in the world so kill me kill yeah, yeah. that's it I will sacrifice for the greater good for the greater good yeah but no, yeah. I, d- I don't think you should I, I don't think you should be able to have a billion euros Billion euros, yeah. You know, like I, 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 I don't know. That could be the cult, though. I suppose. Well, no why do you need a billion? Well, I mean, I guess they wouldn't have it in like a big pile of cash in their back garden that they're just like. I, I it's tied up in that. assets. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you yeah. just they just sit on a giant like. Bar- Barry, the pile's getting really big here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. should really spend some of this on the homeless. He's like, nah, I'm just building a bigger pile, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the cult thing I thought was interesting because there's so many cults. Like, I feel like Instagram is like, there's this like avocado gym wear fitness cult. Yeah. That people get involved in for like periods of their life. And then there's like a doomer, waster, like memes, 4chan kind of thing. What's a doomer? Like a doomer is like, do you ever see that meme of a guy and he's got like a hat on and he's like smoking a cigarette? Looks real disheveled. It's a pretty common one, but it's kind of yeah. like, you know, doomer, like, kind of like, not quite incel, but that kind of buzz of like, just nothing going, you're just fucking What's an incel on the again? internet. Uh, involuntary celibate. Involuntary, yeah. So it's dudes that don't have uh, sex with anybody. And they're saying... They're, um, well, I mean, it's a community, I suppose. It's not really like, a oh, cult. No, we don't want to have sex, even though... Oh, no, they want to. It's involuntary. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like... If it was voluntary celibacy, yeah. then they'd be monks. Yeah. Because it's involuntary. You could probably, I mean... I was inter- insult, right, just, 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 uh, when you said about monks, do mm. you think, do you think the shaving the head of the monk... Yeah, yeah. Right? It's beautiful. You think it's beautiful? I mean, it made me feel pretty pious. Really? I enjoyed it. it is it a... I think it might be an ego-based thing. Yeah. I didn't feel particularly egotistical when I had it, to be honest. Um, walking around Tesco doing the shopping and everybody was looking at me like mm. I was like an escaped mental patient. It was probably yeah. less. But I mean, I did it for, it was actually my girlfriend's idea because um, I was fundraising for the play and yeah. she was like, uh, why don't you do something like get a shit haircut or something? So I looked yeah. up on the internet the shittest haircuts. No, no, I mean monk. Young. I mean monk as in... Oh, like the monks? Yeah, like oh, the yeah. monk shave all their hair. So they shave all their hair yeah. and it's, it's supposed to be like... Um, it's a punishment, isn't it? It's like... Uh, but they're like removing 
Yeah. They they they, they say it's like removing mm. the you know the ego of having a haircut. Yeah, it's a shit haircut, man. Honestly. But, <laughs> but it's like, it's like um. You think it's like look at me? I'm in a dress and I've got this haircut. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just feel like no no you're thinking of the monk with the just the middle bit. Yeah, yeah, like a tonsure. Yeah, I'm talking about monk, total bald, oh. metal monk. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking attention seekers, man. I, just, I feel like they're all just doing it. To have, that's pure life. It's too. It's it's mm. you know. I just feel like, like if you really didn't care, yeah, you wouldn't cut it at mm. all, would you? You know, like they're sta- every every mm. morning they're standing there and they're going, shave, shave, shave. You know, they're looking yeah. in the mirror. You mm. know, they're like, oh, do I miss a bit? Yeah. You know. Well, I guess it's about like mortification, isn't it? Where you're meant to be like, there's these crazy Japanese monks, man, that do a thing called sabutkin, which is, is where this they. where you balance on swords and shit. It's way more radical, man. They mummify themselves while they're alive. Yeah. So they go into the forest and they eat nothing but berries and bark. Yeah. And that basically like turns their skin all waxy and everything. And then they emaciate themselves and then they bury themselves alive. Yeah. And they die, obviously. But the thing is, if they die and the other monks dig them up and they're mummified, they're a saint. If they're not mummified, they fucked it up. I just can't imagine the type of mindset you need. They're Japanese, obviously, so like they're quite like hard line about stuff. Yeah. But like, I can't imagine myself ever doing that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's a bit, bit much. Maybe leave that out of the cold. Yeah. God, what heavy information. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I read about it. And you can see them. They put them in like shops and stuff and put sunglasses on them. These monks that are mummified, that live like... Because they, they're mummified, so they'll just... The bodies don't decay. Yeah. And that's the idea that they've become holy because their body goes on. So if you forever. make a mistake... If you fuck How it do you up, mummify like your head? Is there a bit where you kind of... You know? They don't do the full rap thing. They do yeah. like... Uh, just this diet okay. and then dying in a certain way and they meditate a lot yeah but like I mean that's pretty extreme yeah I don't know if I could be doing that but yeah cult that was what prompted this so Tag Beckett versus the Scramp has nothing to do with the cult that's a separate this is side, a sort pro- of side project side project the arts side, side project. project to the cult yeah. <laughs> yeah. do I even want a cult I don't know man you seem I, pretty confident no, no, at the time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was at like 5am in yeah, the field so there might have been Guinness involved I think yeah uh, it, it's it, the amount of people it's, it's very strange but the, the amount of people that have said to me mm-hmm. um, geez, you have some kind of a cult leader kind of energy about you you know which is just yeah. such a weird thing to say that is such you know? a weird thing to say but that right that mm. and the amount of old men that have said to me in like urinals yeah that uh oh are you an actor <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly are you an actor it's the most bizarre thing ever man out of urinal you know like loads of times yeah I'm just, I hope they're looking you in the piss. eye when they said that like, <laughs> having a piss <laughs> and uh, they're like you an actor like Bro, I'm literally just having a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? What the fuck? Like, you don't need to stand right beside me. Yeah, and kind of checking you out, saying, are you an actor? Yeah, Jesus, man. That's pretty spooky. No, I think I think the cold thing, I think, mm. like, I think it would be good to just, you know, live on a farm with a load of your mates, yeah. you know, and just, mm. I, like, I would like to remove the, the pressures of capitalism. Yeah. 
but know? are they also the pressures of life in a certain sense and that you have to you're on this kind of wheel of time and getting older and having kids and like you want a more peaceful I love life kids yeah Did you like kids yeah yeah i love kids man. yeah it looks like a lot of kids they're so funny man yeah i think they're just like they're such good crack. They're just kind of like... You learn more from a drunk. kid than you would from, like... Yeah, that goes back to the vampire thing that we're talking about, man. That, like, when you have one, you might be like, eh, whatever. But then you're a different person. Like, there's a whole yeah. whole different thing gets turned on and you're, like, you know, suddenly you care about stuff you it's didn't care about. It's a part of the human and, experience, you know? That's really interesting. I wouldn't have thought you'd be on that buzz. On the kids' buzz? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought... I wouldn't have thought the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of... I like the idea of just having a bunch of just the most free wild yeah, kids yeah. ever. You In know? the wilds of Longford or something. Just, or something. No. <laughs> Longford no. shit, I don't know. Leitrim? No, no. I would never live in Leitrim or. No. What, what, how County. is that the first thing that you went to? Leitrim I was just thinking, Longford, no, I was like, thinking L for some reason. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I immediately went through that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah, loud. I'd raise kids here in Loud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Westmeath. Yeah. Um, I lived not long for, for like five years. Oh yeah. Yeah, I went to college there. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, mm. some. And do you think it's amazing people outside of the city? Probably good for art. I don't know. I thought is it? I feel like I feel like it's good to be in the kind of hub of stuff, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd probably, I'd stick to the city stuff. I think I don't know if I'd, but I'm sorry. I mean, I guess. But then, but then when you have kids, then you know you're saying your perception. You know, you, you like mm. you, you kind of you might want different things then. You know. Yeah. Exactly, and it all changes. But then I suppose that goes back to your earlier point. How do you plan? You know what I mean. If you're gonna be a different person, how do you? I like... don't plan anything. <laughs> yeah. I honest God don't plan anything. I get. What about you... September twenty third in the Duke well, Street Gallery? That wasn't planned by me. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean. I yeah. I, I, I moved the date slightly, mm. so that it would be the ten year anniversary. You know? Yeah. I'm thinking about getting the the numbers tattooed on me. Oh, that'd be safe, man. You know, how much more I had. Yeah, kind of like on the, I was going to say air switch style, but that's probably a bad yeah. taste on the, uh, the old wrist. <laughs> yeah, probably a bit much. Yeah, though. get an air switch style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I've never heard that used uh, as, a, as a sort of a term. The old air switch uh, you know, style. This is, is this a bit air switchy? That's, I, I shouldn't say that because it's not, it's not video. Yeah, it's so you can't audio. see. It's I mean, just audio, you know? Yeah, it's a tattoo of, what's that, a swastika, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, says, uh, it says that's bad. That's just a bad thing. It's going to be like the yeah. worst advertising for this ever. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, it, says, it says Malfaso, which means yeah. bad stuff, but it was a bar I worked in. Oh, sick. Yeah. Mm. But uh, basically, I I was living in Spain for a moment mm-hmm. and uh, I was living on the beach with like a friend of mine. Yeah. For months, like for absolutely mm. months, and I, I, I don't know, like me and my like, you know, thirties brain, you know, would yeah. never be able to do that. I don't think, you know, to live I was on like, beach I was like twenty two. Yeah, I was months and months and months there, and I had an absolute ball. But I, I remember I was talking to this girl just in the street, and she worked for this bar, mm. and I in this weird sort of flirtatious kind of, I don't really know what my kind of thinking was, but I was like, I bet you I can do this better than you. <laughs> And she was like, okay, okay, well, look, why don't you try to ask those people over there? You know, so I went up to the people, I was like, here, I'm trying to impress this girl. Can you just go on the foot crawl? Look, it's like 10 way to go. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll have loads of crack. It was like three mm. shots or whatever. They're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So they went inside and the manager came out. I was like, um, 
How did you do that so quickly? You know, like you just got like a load of people to like get on the book roll. You know, it's like, do you want a job? I was like, yeah, but you have to give my mate a job as well. Because I was like kind of semi harmless with this Greek fella. Yeah. I was like, you have to, you know, so you got to deal with jobs. And we used to just get like blind drunk. Yeah, on the like, bro. Yeah, and, mm. and just like bring people to the wrong bars, and you know, <laughs> yeah. as well as to to a certain place, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, I'd like, oh yeah, this is that thing, and they're like, what about the free shots? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think they're out <laughs> of free shots. Sorry. <laughs> Man, that is kind of like a twenty-two thing, isn't it? I feel like as you get, it was even... the most wildest thing ever. It was yeah. the most wildest thing ever. Like mm. literally, the only thing I ate for months was uh, I used to sneak into this really fancy hotel on the Ramblas. Yeah. And oh, I, it was in Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Man, and we uh, we we uh, we pretend like we were staying there. You know? Yeah. So we just get. But I remember the first time that we did it. Yeah. I hadn't. I literally hadn't eaten in like three days. Mm. And uh, I was like, looked like. Oh my god! Well, I need to eat something. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. like, let's just try to go into this hotel and look if we get kicked out, whatever you know. Mm. But um, so we sat down, and it was just like, just in front of me, there was like. Hams, croissants, cheeses, you know, orange juice, mm. you know, uh, sausages, every, like, you know, just this, like, place of food in front of yeah. me. I remember just looking at my mate and just trying not to laugh. Like, I can't, but, you know, it was like, it was like winning the lottery. Yeah, you're you just going to talk it. the best buzz yeah. ever, you know. But then we kind of pushed it too far. Mm. Uh, I remember, um, uh, I was, like, with this French, French friend of mine. And we met these kind of girls and we were like, oh, we have this cool thing going and it's like, we just go and eat, eat breakfast. You know, do you want to, oh, you do you want to join us? you women with you and ruined it. Right, so, so, it, it, so it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was basically me, a couple of mates, hmm. these two girls. But, you know, there was like kind of like six or seven of us. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the guy, the waiter comes up and goes, um, sorry, guys, do you want me asking what room are you? And I was like, oh, fuck, this has never happened before. Uh, um, <laughs> the French fella, this fella called Joe, was like, uh, "Oh, it's a uh, one hundred and eighty-eight. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, just being so dismissive." Yeah, you know? and he was like, um, "There's only one hundred and twenty rooms in this hotel." <laughs> oh man! Like, Always go for a low number. Oh shit! That's, right, man. Joe ran. He just legged it. He ran like, and I've never seen someone run quicker in my life. Jesus like he was like Christ. down the ramblers, like yeah. you know, like he was away, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it ended up, it ended up being a, me, this American girl called Brianna, uh, who I, 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 I try. I, 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 this was I the knew, one that Yeah, I nearly married her. Really? Yeah, I nearly married Professional. her. Professionally. I proposed I know, her professional. with, uh, with uh, do you know, like a beer can ring? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put it on her, on her, yeah. she, like, I, really I, big finger. <laughs> I, um, I put it on her wrist, I think. Yeah. So uh, imagine. Yeah, but I just, I, I remember in that moment, I remember just thinking like, oh my God, we should get married. Like, and <laughs> yeah. it me, me just thinking, oh, I need a ring. So I was yeah. like, I was like, story <laughs> finding like, I need something ring shaped, you yeah. know? And I was like, aha, this will work. Man, that's yeah. fucking hilarious. But, uh, but yeah, so it ended up being me, Brianna, basically the door got closed. Yeah. And they were like, you're in big trouble. Like, oh, know? really? Yeah, oh, you're yes. in big trouble. They were like, look, you have to go, the pol- you know, we're, we're calling the police. The police came and uh, I thought we'd like get into, you know, the police car and get brought to the police yeah. station. They're like, no, no, no. So we got brought into the street. So basically hotel here, 
there's another building and then there's the police station like mm. right beside where we're like of all the places I could have picked uh, beside, beside the police station Barcelona police as well not so friendly man yeah, they're pretty they, tough they, they, yeah I don't know how many times they uh, just bet me up from just sort of standing just from standing places for too long yeah not even just yeah, like, just I'd be like, sort of waiting for just a like, hey, you. <laughs> yeah, just like, <laughs> just like laughing. Yeah. Not doing anything illegal, laughing. battering yeah. you. That actually reminded me, I was only thinking about, I stayed in Barcelona before while interrailing yeah. briefly and went on the rollover with all these homeless people. Yeah. Just like randomly in the street. I was thinking about it today because I was like, I would never do that now. Yeah. I don't think like, unless like, maybe I was drunk, but this is at like maybe five or six in the morning. We'd been at a nightclub all night coming home there was this homeless guy that we knew we'd seen mm. him a few times and his dog just had puppies so his dog had like 11 puppies mm. on the side of the street and we were going to the offo to get more like uh what are those big cervezas the one liter beers the san yeah. miguel ones and we were like oh we'll get you a beer man and he was like all right sweet sweet so we got some beers and then like more homeless guys came over so we got more beers and then we got all these bottles of red wine and we were yeah. drinking it with uh coca-cola cali mojo yeah but then soon there was just like loads of homeless dudes there and we just sat drinking with them like for the whole day. Yeah, sounds amazing. And it was class. Like, it was so good, man. And all these puppies and everything and we were like eating pizza and stuff. Mm. And, um, and then whenever we were leaving, because you think like these are like rough looking homeless dudes from like all over the world. Who the hell knows? And then when I was getting up, I left my phone there on the ground and like walked away. Absolutely nearly blackout drunk. Like I wouldn't have noticed at all. And one of them came running over and was like, here man, your phone, you dropped it. Mm. I was like, fucking sweet, man. You would have assumed, like, yeah, that they just pocketed it. But it was, yeah, it was quite a revolutionary kind of day. The guy was called Dennis, and he was an artist. Yeah. He was also addicted to speed. And uh, he'd, like, paint on the street, kind of. But um, just a really, like, interesting dude. And kind mm. of, like... It's an amazing city. Oh, it's really, yeah, artsy and kind of... It's just sort of... I don't know, like... I don't know what it would be like living there now, you know, yeah. but like when I was there, it was like had this like really wild, like undercurrent, yeah. you know, hmm. so like the, your kind of perception of it, you know, it's like kind of by the, by the kind of sea and you know, it's all a bit kind of bougie and hmm. whatever, you know, yeah. but the undercurrent of that is just like the most fucking sketchy <laughs> yeah. vibes. Man. I mean, yeah. yeah, the Ramblas, man, I remember walking down there a few times and I was like nearly had my hands up ready to go. I was like, these guys are like pickpockets and like. There was like a real dodgy stuff. I stayed in a square off Los Ramblas with mm. uh, my girlfriend at the time. And there was just all these prostitutes there. So we'd be like walking in and they'd be like, hey man, you want to go? And I was like, sorry, none for me. I'm just going to head up to the apartment I remember, here. Uh, I remember walking down there once and a group of prostitutes were like screaming at me. <laughs> yeah. You know? She was like, hey, hey you, hey you. I'll fuck you for free. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe. I was like, that's a pretty good price. Bro. Yeah, funny. <laughs> and when did you come back from Barcelona? It was about 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Yeah, I'm 33 now. 33. When I was 22, I was there, mm. yeah. And it was the most, uh, you just learned a lot about life, you know? Like, like I yeah. think if you remove money and you remove... Yeah, experience the poverty a bit. It's, yeah, it just sort of... I went over there with two friends and uh, we couldn't get work mm-hmm. and uh, they were like alright well we're going to go back because we can't get work you know we're just yeah. going to go back home and I was like I'm in paradise like, yeah you know let's see what happens you know and you just stayed just stayed yeah man yeah. that's ballsy yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I yeah just got, I just got like 
Because I was down on the beach, so mm. I get tanned from like five a.m. to like five p.m. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like mahogany. <laughs> yeah, I'd say you're pretty bronze. Lost a lot of weight. Lost a lot of weight. So like when I my you were shredded, was, you were tanned. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, I wasn't shredded. I was more sort of. I was like, shredded. Like, I was just sort of like, like I hadn't steep. eaten in months, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I remember my parents went to pick me up from the from the airport. They didn't mm. recognize me. Yeah. Yeah, I literally walked by them and then I called them, and they were like. I didn't realize you were here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. and um, because I was just like I was like mahogany. Yeah. I was literally behind me. I had real like kind of long hair and a bit of mm. a scraggly beard and. Pretty look like a Spaniard, did they? Yeah. Like a uh, Castilian, but um, I mean, how? So in terms of this show now that you're doing, is this something that you see as like a one-time thing? Is a part of a a larger plan of stuff that you want to do? What is it, you know? No, I see, I see it as a, I see it mm. as a kind of a, mm. I see it as like one sort of expression, you know, like yeah. this is, I, I want to kind of like talk about, uh, you know, this specific mm. thing, you know, and this specific mm-hmm. relationship with my dad yeah. and my granddad, you know, mm. and, um, like that's a, you know, a very specific thing, you know, mm-hmm. but like the idea, the idea, uh, like I kind of came up with the idea about two years ago. Yeah. You know, so mm. I want to kind of park it and then move mm. on to something else. Yeah. You know. And what can people expect when they go there? Is it going to be like a, just a gallery viewing? Is there going to be a few pints? Is there going to be? Yeah, so Jägermeister sponsoring. Sponsoring, sick. Yeah, so Jägermeister mm. will be uh, dishing out cocktails. Shots of Jäger in artwork. This yeah, could be so, risky. So, so they'll be, yeah, they're making a little cocktail, I think. Yeah. For the night. But also, everyone's gonna get a little bottle, of, wow. a little bottle of Jaeger. Yeah. The being really the 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 the, the, the people that we're talking in Jaeger just being so lovely and supportive yeah. and so amazing. Class. Yeah, I'm actually going to auction off a painting. Mm. Through Jaeger after the show. Yeah. That's a that's a little exclusive there for you. That's a yeah no nice. we'll exclusive. Head over the audio waves. But and yeah. at the show, is there going to be uh, paintings that people can buy? Prints? Is there? Um, yeah, so, 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 um, yeah, like, like, like my whole kind of thinking with the show is, so I've done a lot of like, you know, like it's 10 years since the first time I exhibited stuff, you know? Yeah. So like my kind of, my, you know, what kind of gets me going now is how the stuff is shown, mm. you know? Mm. Like, I don't want it to just be a sort of a. Uh, you know, oh, we all sit around, drink wine, and look at paintings and tell me that I'm brilliant. You know, I have no interest <laughs> yeah. in that. You know, it's like, yeah. like I've sort of done that. It's yeah, gonna, yeah, you know, mm. you know what I mean. So, so like, what's getting me excited at the moment is how, how, how the work is shown. You know, mm. so it's like, you know, with kind of light and smell and touch and, mm. you know, like the, the like these are the kind of things that I'm thinking about. Something you know? more like interactive or immersive. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 and I think as as you know as stuff progresses you know mm. i would like to push that further you mm. know i like that idea like in terms of that you go in and that it's not just like single art pieces you walk around like the whole thing is kind of an experience yeah well i i, mm. I worked uh, so i lived in canada for a year and i mm. worked for a flotation tank center oh nice and uh, so i was like floating for like 20 hours a week yeah and I, <laughs> 20 hours that's yeah. way more than like it's, it's, that's so much. honestly I think that's too much yeah that's how I'd say man you were yeah like... because I, I used to like go for lunch I used to go for lunch and I'd like like am I in the tank 
not really, <laughs> not really sure, you know. Like, I'd have these moments of, like, is this real, is You're this like, not real, you know. Am I still here? Yeah, but but my, my, my takeaway from that is that it's like a, a palate cleanser for hmm. for your brain, you know. Like, yeah. I think it's like a reset. Have you ever done one? No, never. They're, I've always wanted to. Yeah, they're super amazing. They're super amazing. There's a new place in Stillorgan. Yeah. That is like, uh, see, I think from working in the centre, I think it has to be a very dialed in thing. Mm. So everything has to be very, very specific, you yeah. know, because it, it, it's going to change your experience, you know. Mm. So I think in a couple of places, it's just, it's, it's not as Might dialed in generically. It's not as dialed mm. in as it needs to be, but there's a place in Stillorgan called Drift. Yeah. That, uh, that looks, I haven't actually tried it yet, but I was talking to him. Uh, a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, and that looks real kind of real yeah. legit and uh, definitely you should definitely mm-hmm. pop that sounds pop in next time you're done I'm sure there's one in Belfast is there? don't think so I haven't heard of any to be honest yeah. um, I've heard a few in Dublin are out yeah. um, my mate Tony does them a lot for yeah. boxing and stuff for like visualisation and yeah. like just kind of unwinding yeah but um but what was mm. I just before I... Uh, the immersive experience of the whole thing, like that yeah. people would go so, into so, something. So, but I like mm. that. I, I want to... I would like to take that to like an art show, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like, like I like the idea of, of, you know, it's starting in complete darkness. Oh, sick. You know? Well, that's the kind of performance element, isn't it, that you can bring into yeah. it? Yeah, but that, like mm. that's... Because like painting, people have been painting for, you know, for, yeah. you know, mm. however many years, you know? Yeah. And... Um, I don't think I don't like I think after Francis Bacon I don't know yeah. if you can push painting yeah. further you know I think mm. like that's as far as it kind of goes you know yeah. but it's it's how it's how it's a it's how you display the work and how you you know mm. so like it's basically from working in the flotation tank center and then uh kind of three maybe three years ago mm. I uh, painted for 24 Street yeah so it's like mm. a kind of a combination of those two things you know yeah. so uh, that's what I'd like to that's what I'd like to kind of... To fuck around with? Yeah, I think so. That sounds yeah. really cool, man. Well, I'm very excited for this show, and definitely... Is there a capacity thing? Is there tickets? Is there, like... Uh, so, so when is any, this going to go out? COVID regulations? Uh, It'll be beforehand, maybe, uh, yeah. like a week before. So, you can email... I'm going to give everyone a print mm-hmm. on, on the night. Yeah. But uh, I obviously have to make the prints. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so, let me try to figure out... Mm-hmm. If that'll be enough time. Yeah. Just email tag anyway. He'll do it for you. Don't yeah. worry about so it. So tag Becker versus yeah. at, at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not too late in the game. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be on the night then. It, it, people just go in and you'll experience the whole thing. Yeah. There'll be so a couple there'll, of drinks. There'll be, there'll be elements of, you know, I don't want to give too much away, you know. But yeah, there yeah of be, course. There will be elements of kind of smell and mm. sound and um there's gonna be somebody performing there yeah that uh i think are the most amazing creative oh, band yeah. in in dublin whoa shit so there's a performance yeah. as well i did there's not know performance this. element yeah to, to the show for sure yes yeah. mm. and uh yeah i just want to push that further you know i just want to push yeah. that that idea further you know it sounds like a real development in your work as well in terms yeah. of the things that you've done before you're building on something here yeah Mm. I just like I just like the idea of, you know, like, <clears throat> like can you imagine if it was an inv- invite only, uh, you know, so let's say like fifty people. Yeah. You know, mm. you're invite only. You're like selected. Yeah. You know, so you mm. like get different kind of people and whatever you know, mm. but so fifty people, they all get in a flotation tank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have fifty flotation tanks. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then I'm saying this now because I'm so worried. this is I, happening on the 23rd no, no, no so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm genuinely worried that someone else is going to take this idea yeah you know not, yeah nobody but I think, I think it would cost like hundreds of thousands yeah I think we might be okay <laughs> yeah. but how good would it be right mm. if so you all you get like selected you know you get like yeah. an email you were selected to go to the new tag package show right yeah and um, you go you do a flotation tank right mm. for like two hours yeah yeah, <laughs> you're tripping yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like yeah. two hours. You then get brought. You get you you get out. You get brought into a dark room. Yeah, yeah, and then two perfectly timed to music. The paintings just start appearing. Dude, you know, one. That's doing then stuff three, to me. You know, then two. Yeah. Then five. Then da, da, yeah. da, 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 you know. Man, you're. This could work with the cult perfectly. I mean, mystical yeah. experience very yeah. big. You can but be inducing transformations. I, I, like I like the idea of someone, you know, kind of going into like a room, you yeah. know, and just their brain just not understanding what the fuck, you know, yeah. like, what, what did I just experience? I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, it's completely blown. Yeah. yeah. But that's like, I, like I like the idea. I like the idea of there being no phones, you know, like, yeah. like uh, I don't want any, uh, I don't want any phones at this exhibition, yeah. you know. Yeah. I want to just, I want you to kind of experience it. And you know, and nearly kind of question, mm-hmm. you know, is that did I see that? Yeah. Did that actually happen? Yeah, mm. I'm not really sure. You know, mm. so I like that idea of I just like to just so much you're just bombarded with so much stuff. You know, yeah. It's like I just I just feel like like I want I I like that's why I'm giving away prints. I want like us as a group of people mm-hmm. to have this shared experience together, mm. and uh, and that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, it's not about you know, the art is like secondary. Mm. You know, it's like that's beautiful. Just like a group of people coming together and experiencing like a feeling and emotion uh, you know, whatever, you know. And that you remember it and that you have something to remember by. And then Whereas I I just don't like the idea of like, you know, oh I have to get everyone to take a photo and put it up on Instagram and, Mm. you know, share and da da da. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do that before but the show. Yeah. The show. Yeah, I think I might. I think I might have somebody. Um, I think I might have somebody interviewing people. Yeah. Afterwards. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. So. I'm so, unemployed, so if you, so know, you, can, <laughs> if you yeah. if you're looking for any podcast hosts with no job, you can certainly. Yeah. What was what what were you doing out. before? Um, I'm just quite well. Yeah, I'm doing this PhD thing at the moment, so I just I stopped my J job basically to yeah. start doing it. But that'll be, that's another conversation, I suppose. And is there anybody, uh, people can find you mainly at the Instagram page? Yeah. Is that the best page for? And then for the prints, it's tag Beckett versus the scram, gmail.com. At gmail. Yeah. So hopefully when you hear this, it's weird talking yeah. about something that's in the future, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you it's don't like really know. It's, it's a present. It's, you yeah. know, we're turning this down in yeah. real time. Yeah. But then someone else listening to this. It could be hundreds of years from now. Oh, no, that's two. <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Yeah. Could be like archaeologists being like, what the fuck? Can you imagine just like aliens, aliens just being like, I think about that. Those humans had it all, you know? I it's like, yeah, I just think it's so, you know, like whether you're, you know, religious or not religious Mm. or whatever, you know, but like, you know, we were kind of like cavemen, yeah, you know, hunter gatherers, and things were pretty fucking sweet, (laughs) yeah. And then we invented all this stuff like taxes and mortgages, (laughs) and you know, it's like, what a lot of bullshit, you know. Yeah, so just God is upstairs, just laughing. It's like, bro, like, I gave you a 
free ticket to like we had the garden paradise bro. man you know what I mean just had to eat the fucking apple didn't we you know oh, damn it yeah but yeah thank you very much Tag yeah it's been beautiful the first in person travelling podcast yeah we've done this is the first travelling one is it the first travelling one with the new mobile unit big shout out to Vin Sustainable Fuels for putting it together bro watching over us like a little <laughs> angel but yeah we've done that's a podcast baby I hope you enjoyed that podcast and as mentioned several times you can find tag beckett on instagram and see where the show is for the 23rd of september in duke street gallery highly recommend it it's going to be a one of a kind show as you can tell it's definitely something worth going to based on this conversation and ensuing madness um, if you want to support the podcast, please, podcast, podcast, is this some sort of fish-based podcast? No. Okay, stay focused. Uh, podcast. Oh, my fucking God. All right, podcast. Um, just click the follow button uh, wherever you are on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube. And if you really like it, uh, leave a donation. We're saving up money at the moment to get a camera. So interviews like this, we can actually do in person and record them. Because we got three photographs and Brian cut off Tag's head and two of them. So it's just two photographs of me on the couch looking delicious as always. But also, I mean, come on, it'd be great to get a little bit more than that. So if you want to leave a donation, we are saving up for a camera for in-person interviews and probably a new microphone. And, you know, we don't really make money doing this and it does cost money and time and whatnot. And we do it because, you know, it's sweet to do and it's great to share these kinds of stories. But if you want to help us out, you want to support, click on that Koji link and leave a donation in the tip jar. Please. Hope you have a good day. Boat.